This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. We're looking forward to getting Rory out for his first winter adventures. We're super excited that we recently got Ella's wool to keep him warm this winter. The merino wool is super warm, moisture wicking, and I feel really confident that he's going to be super warm and dry this winter on all of our adventures. If you want to try out Ella's wool, you can use the code HIKINGTHROUGHLIFE2020 to get 10% off your order. That's HIKINGTHROUGHLIFE2020. You can go over to ellaswool.com to look for their super cute outfits. They have onesies, they have tubes, they have hats, they have all the wool products you need to keep your baby warm. Check them out. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast, where we talk with people who in some way, shape, or form have been influenced by the outdoors. I'm Andy, the producer of this podcast, and my lovely wife, Sarah, will be your host. Together, we make up Hiking Through Life. This podcast is all about bringing all kinds of people who are inspired by the outdoors and sharing their stories. We hope that by sharing people's stories, it inspires others to get out and live a more meaningful life. Tune in every week for new episodes, or better yet, subscribe to the Hiking Through Life podcast on your favorite podcast provider. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with others. Also, if you have a story to share or know of anyone who might be interested in being a guest on this podcast, head on over to hikingthroughlife.net slash podcast and get in touch with us. If you'd like to support Hiking Through Life, you can go to hikingthroughlife.net slash shop. We have t-shirts, water bottles, and we recently added stickers to the shop. Use the code podcast at checkout and receive 10% off your first order. There are other ways you can support this podcast as well. You can check those out at hikingthroughlife.net slash support. Also, be sure to sign up for our email list. You can do that by heading over to hikingthroughlife.net. Enter your email address and click subscribe. There's no commitment. You can unsubscribe at any time. As part of our email list, you'll receive our monthly newsletter. We'll also be sending out any promotional codes for Hiking Through Life gear. It's an excellent way to follow Hiking Through Life's journey. Now sit back and enjoy this week's episode. I wanted to take some time in a quick episode here to reflect on going back to work after my three-month maternity leave. It's been a really big adjustment, and I've got to say, I've had challenges. I've wanted to give up on breastfeeding. It's it's hard to just get adjusted back to a life of working after you haven't been working for three months. And I'm really grateful that I had those three months with Rory because so much happens in the first three months of life. And to think that I wasn't going to take three months to think that I was only going to do six weeks is just bizarre to me. I can't imagine not being home for three months after he was born. But anyway, I went back to work right after the new year and it was really challenging. I think some of the struggles that I faced are very similar to the struggles that we face on the trail. Um, The goal was to continue giving Rory breast milk throughout my time back at work. And that means when mommy's away, mommy has to pump. 
So I didn't do a whole lot of pumping during my time at home with Rory. So pumping, once I was adjusting back to work, was a big wake-up call. And I'm a teacher, so I have to work pumping around my teaching schedule, which was a huge adjustment as well. Let's just start with the first day. I mean, I left the house the very first day of going back to work just crying because I wasn't going to be with Rory anymore. And I had only left him with Andy. He was staying home with dad. But it was still so emotional knowing that I wasn't going to be the one taking care of the baby anymore, that there was just a big shift going on in life. And a lot of that is, you know, the postpartum emotions. And I was having those extremely that first day. I cried for the half hour commute to work. And it's just one of those things that we got to work through and know that it's normal. Once I got to work, though, I was really excited to be there. I love what I do. I'm a preschool teacher. So being back at work and being with people was so exhilarating to me and refreshing. If you're an extrovert, you know exactly what I mean. If you're kind of an introvert, you might not agree with that statement. But just being back in an atmosphere where there was people around and collaborating with my coworkers felt so good. So that was nice, but just, oh my gosh, trying to pump. So I pump in the morning, and then I had to pump on my lunch break, and then I had to pump on the way home. And that, in the first couple weeks, was just like, ah! I was so stressed out. I cried multiple times. I wanted to stop doing it because it just felt like a lot. It was a lot on my body. It's a lot on your body and the emotions. It's just a lot to juggle. There was one day I got home from work. My mom was over helping with Rory too. And I was just crying tears of frustration. Wanting to stop the pumping. But luckily my mom was super supportive. Andy was super supportive. And it's just one of those things that takes time to adjust I was listening to so many podcasts about pumping and working and getting back into the workforce after maternity leave, and those were all really, really helpful. I'll put a link to some of those ones in the show notes, because I think when you surround yourself with positive stories and hear other people going through the same experiences as you, you're going to be uplifted, and that's exactly what I needed, to be uplifted. So, yeah, I would say after two weeks, I got more adjusted to the pumping and working schedule. I figured out that I could car pump. A friend told me about that. And car pumping has been a really awesome time saver. Yeah, when I was first started pumping, I would get like two ounces out during that first week. And getting just two ounces out made me feel... Kind of like, what's the point of this? This isn't enough to feed my baby. And I was getting really stressed out that I didn't have enough breast milk to pump, that I wasn't pumping enough breast milk, and that Rory wasn't going to be fed. Luckily, though, from what I did pump and what I saved up in my haka throughout my maternity leave, there was enough freezer stash to last that first couple of weeks. So Rory was still able to get fed my breast milk. In that first couple of weeks. But then we got towards the end and it was like, 
there wasn't enough. But by that time, my stress had lowered and my body was more adjusted to going back to work and the new routine. And my mind, too, you know, because it's a mindset thing also. The thing is, we control our own thoughts 100%. And I was letting my thoughts be really negative in those times that I was getting back to work and pumping. I was allowing myself to be super negative about it. And luckily, I had Andy and my mom and friends to kind of lean on and talk me out of it and just get in check with myself. The mind is such a powerful thing. And when we allow ourselves to get in that negativity of the mind, it can really become a cycle. And I think that first week was a big negativity cycle for me. And it just got to like, oh, I just want to stop doing this. But just remember when you're in any negativity cycle that you should talk to someone outside of your mind to kind of help you work your mind through it and just take more control of your mindset. So yeah, I feel good about the pumping thing now. I kind of have my routine down and we're able to get enough milk for Rory. And luckily, I also borrowed some breast milk from a lovely friend who had an oversupply. So we're good there. And the stress levels are lower. So success. The other thing that I really wanted to talk about was how there's some days that I come home that I just like don't want to be with the baby. I am with kids all day. I'm with preschoolers all day. I hear kids all day. And then coming home to a baby was a really big adjustment, too. So that's kind of my question. How do people juggle it all? I'm learning how to do that. One thing that I've definitely learned, well, I already knew that working out was an amazing benefit, but I just kind of need that time when I get home. I sometimes take Rory with me downstairs. Sometimes Andy still hangs out with him, but I need my time to go kind of... Settle down. Rinse my mind out of the day. And then I'm more ready and in a better mindset to be with my baby. But yeah, it's not all like rainbows and butterflies when you go back to work and come home to a baby. At least not in my experience. I know maybe there's some people out there that are just like, oh, coming home and snuggling with my baby is great. But a baby's not always going to want to be snuggled. Like... Maybe they're just going to want a lot of attention. Like, that's kind of the stage Rory's in right now. And while I love giving him attention, sometimes after giving children attention all day, you just want to come home and do your own thing, have your own time. And I think that's a huge thing, too. Being a mom, a working mom, you especially need to take care of your mental health and your mental well-being. Because if you don't take care of your mental health and your mental well-being... You're not going to be able to thrive for your children. On days when I get home, when I don't want to see Rory, like I just don't even want to hold a crying baby, I feel sad for him because his mom doesn't like want to go hug him and hold him. But that's because my mental well-being is not at its capacity. I need to go work out and just have some like me time before I can thrive. And after I get that, I'm able to thrive and have fun with him. But it's hard. It's an adjustment. I mean, there's some nights that I just like don't don't want to thrive at all. It's challenging and I'm learning how to do it because that's what we do. 
We learn, we grow, we adjust, we adapt, we hike through life. Giving yourself your own time as a parent is going to help you thrive to be the best you can be. Another thing that's really helped me in going back to work is being outside at school. I'm really thankful that with the COVID year, our preschool has greatly grasped the teaching outside. That's helped me ease back into work and being outside has given me the positivity and mental well-being, all the benefits that the outdoors brings you. I am seeing those firsthand in myself and in the children and it's amazing. One thing that we do outside at school is go sledding down a hill. And while some people might look at that and think, whoa, that's insane, that's chaos, those kids are going to get hurt. Yes, that is one possibility. But at the on the other end, think about all the benefits that are happening there. When kids are sledding down a hill, they're managing chaos. They're learning how to handle chaotic situations. They're learning directions. They're also learning to wait their turn because we do make them wait their turn. But it looks, it's very organized chaos. And that's a great learning experience in itself. I think if I would have gone back to work and had to be in the classroom, if it was a regular year, non-COVID year, it would have been more challenging to be back in the room all the time. Being outside and teaching outside since I've been back to work in the beginning of January has been really energizing to me. And I feel like I've been optimizing my teaching a little bit more because I've been able to be outside. And in fact, it's less work. There's less planning you have to do. There's less things you need to do because you're outside. Nature is your classroom. You don't need manipulatives. Sticks are the manipulatives. Snow is the manipulative. You don't need a lot of things. And that's an adjustment too. Because there have been some days where I've brought things outside, but the more I do it, the more you realize you don't need it. And it's so funny because I know all of this in my head, but putting it into practice is a different story. It's like when you go out and backpack and go on a trail You can read all the books, you can read all the blogs, talk to all the people, but until you're actually doing it yourself, that's the best way to learn. You learn through experience. Yeah, I'm saying I still have caught myself bringing like some toys out for kids and it's just like, no, Sarah, you don't need to do that. The outdoors is the classroom. So I need to go listen to Anna Duke Key's podcast again because that's a huge motivator for me. I will say that We've been lucky enough to bring the kids snowshoeing since I've been back at school, and that has been so awesome. It's crazy to get snowshoes on 18 preschoolers, three, four, and five-year-olds. That's, like, pretty chaotic and tiring, but once they're on, it is so awesome to see them just go. And we have this beautiful fenced-in area where the kids can just go in the woods and snowshoe. And there was so much fresh snow today when we were out there. And they had so much fun. It was hard work. They kept saying, this is really hard work, Miss Sarah. I can't do it. I can't do it. But with a little encouragement, they were able to get up and keep going. I mean, some of them fell 
and they had to figure out how their body works and how to turn. Because if you've ever fallen in snowshoes, you know it's not just as simple as standing up. It's a process. So having those kids figure out their own spatial awareness is a huge lesson. And just letting them explore in the woods with their snowshoes is a great experience. I am so grateful we were able to do that with the kids today. And it it made me really excited about being back at school and about being in an outdoor classroom and in nature and the benefits that it's giving kids. The other thing was, like, emotionally they need to process. There was one child who her entire foot fell out of her boot. And so she was just in her sock. And, you know, that's kind of emotional. You're going to cry. It's cold. But for a kid to work through those emotions is very age appropriate. And yes, we got her boot back on very quickly. But it's just little instances like that, that are real life instances that can happen in or out of school. Those are things that humans need to learn to work through. Adults need to learn to work through them. Kids need to learn to work through them. These are real life experiences that kids are learning. Another awesome thing that happened outside was we have this giant snow mountain that the kids climb. And there's some kids who took the sticks and decided that they were going to go ice climbing and just started putting the sticks into the snow one by one, climbing up this big mountain like it was Mount Everest. The creativity that comes with the outdoors is so amazing. And that was I mean, most of these are not teacher instigated. This is just kids thinking of their own ideas. Think about how simple that is. A stick and a snow pile is all these kids were using and just having so many beautiful experiences and creating these stories. It really opens up the box for imaginative thinking. And I think when you're in a classroom, you're in this robotic box sometimes And that's lacking in children. Kids don't have creative thinking. They don't know how to think for themselves. Our world has become so robotic and controlled that these times outside are highly needed. So what I'm saying is, if you're sick of your kids being inside, get a snowsuit on them and send them outdoors. And please put them in a one-piece snowsuit. The two pieces are, they, they get cold. So one-piece snowsuits are amazing for children. And make sure those mittens are waterproof. And going back to what I said earlier about how I think being in the classroom would have been more challenging, it just goes back to doing what you love. It's like when you do what you love, there's like that quote, when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And teaching preschool outside is... Definitely one of those things that's teaching me that this is what I love. I know I've always loved being around children and teaching preschool, but being outside and doing that has been so amazing. And that's helped me through just going back to work and having this adjustment. Knowing that my work is something I enjoy doing is so exciting to me. And that's so healing to me. To know that I'm going to work every day and doing something that serves families and serves children and serves 
a great purpose. So I think if you're going back to work after a maternity leave, definitely go back to a job that you love and that you're going to thrive in. Because if you're not going to be thriving in it, you might be thinking about your baby constantly because you're not happy and satisfied at work. But because I'm happy and satisfied and thriving at work, I'm not always thinking about Rory. Of course, I'm still thinking about Rory. Like, I miss him, but it's like, I love what I'm doing. It's also that reminder that I am more than a mother. I am a working mom and a working mom in the outdoors and I'm just embracing it and I'm hiking through parenting. And I think this is just, it's one of those things that just, things are just falling into place and it feels really good. Feels good. And daddy's doing a really good job at daddy daycare. And growing, hiking through life. Because that's our word this year, growth. So I want to thank you for listening to me kind of ramble on and reflect about my journey so far going back to work, post-maternity leave. Because I think it's something a lot of parents go through and might not always share and reflect on. And it's really important to reflect on those feelings and have those thoughts and say them out loud because it makes it that much more real and it makes you that much more vulnerable And just allows you to process your emotions. And when you process your emotions, you can become a better, you become better aware of yourself, your mental well-being, and you can become a better person overall. So thanks for listening as always. Peace, love, and hike through life. We've loved doing this podcasting journey. We love bringing awesome guests on. We love seeing that people are listening. And we're really, really grateful that this is hopefully inspiring other people to get outdoors. Yeah, and as part of our mission at Hiking Through Life, we really want to help support others in continuing their journey or starting their journey into the outdoors. So as part of that, we have plans for future episodes to address some listener feedback. So if you have questions about backpacking, hiking, adventuring outdoors, let us know. Email hikingthroughlife at gmail.com and submit us your question or topic and we'll possibly address it in a future episode. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.